Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and it is Sunday, the 9th of January in the year 2022. And here we are in the second podcast of the new year, and there's lots going on, and it's continuing from last year's lots going on. So um, this is a particularly important weekend that we've been having because um, Venus in her retrograde has met the sun and it is very important um, in a retrograde cycle of a planet, especially an inner planet when it meets up with the sun. Now, um, when Venus is retrograde halfway through the cycle, which is where we are now because it went retrograde about three weeks ago, um, halfway through the cycle, it meets with the sun and they have a conjunction in the place where Venus has been traveling. And so the sun catches up and this is sort of the meaning of the retrograde, um, you know, because Venus can't get too far from the sun before she needs to retrograde because especially with Mercury and Venus, they, they reach a certain distance from the sun and they have to kind of go backwards. So this is a point where Venus, the sun, and the earth line up. And at this point, this one is called an inferior conjunction. And that doesn't mean it's less important or it makes us feel inferior or anything. It's more interior. And so we are experiencing the inferior conjunction of Venus with the sun. Now, on a certain level, this is very illuminating because it's right in the middle of the cycle. We have another three weeks before Venus goes direct on the 29th. Um, and we are experiencing Venus being in the heat of the sun, which is what we call Kazemi because they were exactly conjunct yesterday. And so you would think, oh, this is, you know, great. It's illuminating. It's, it's brilliant. It's fabulous. It's, um, you know, it's Venus and the sun. This isn't the typical Venus whizzes by the sun and they shake hands and they leave. Um, this is a Venus retrograde and it's a Venus retrograde with Pluto. Now, you're like, Deb, enough with Pluto. But I have to say, <laughs> okay, Venus is now at 18 degrees of Capricorn. Pluto is at 26. That sounds, you know, it's eight degrees apart, right? Um, it doesn't matter <laughs> because, you know, Venus has been in the hands of Pluto all these weeks. And before the retrograde, when it was slowing down to get retrograde, and then after the retrograde, and, you know, once it started getting close to Pluto, and if you were with me back at the end of November, I'm saying, oh, yeah, Venus is now conjunct Pluto. This is still a conjunction, okay? And, you know, as Venus gets to the point where she turns direct, well, that's different. And that, and we'll see in the next few weeks, that's going to be 11 Capricorn, and that won't be as intense with Pluto. But this is Venus and the sun, and they are together near Pluto. Now, the sun is now a degree later. It's at 19 Capricorn, and it's it's going to conjunct the sun, you know, within a few days. And that's something that we need to um, address, and that would be next Sunday. Um, 
And that's something we need to address because the sun and Venus coming together, you would think this is illuminating and beautiful and, and somewhat lovely and intense. But because Pluto is still around and because they are so connected to uh, Venus has been with Pluto for so long, it's still this heavy Plutonian energy. And so this wasn't your average Venus flyby. This is a Venus sun Pluto. And that is extraordinarily powerful. Now, what did it do for all of us? Well, because it's the middle of the retrograde and because there is some illumination into the darkness of Pluto by the sun, I would say that you should have possibly experienced something rather profound in the last couple of days. Now, maybe it just surfaced as an internal unrest, a restlessness, um, I had a lack of sleep. I, you know, I generally have a lack of sleep, but, um, but this, this was too hard. This was the last two days where I was awake and I realized lying awake, you know, in the dark in the, this morning that it was, I, I was saying, oh no, my old pattern seemed to come back and, you know, um, the one that I've been working out and working over, no. What's going on is that this energy is so profound that it's um, rather intense and therefore affects us in a rather intense manner, meaning we get to experience something that might keep us awake at night. And we should do our emotional homework and see what is at the bottom of all of this. And Pluto is never just... Pluto, there's always an answer and a reason and a surfacing of something that was in our own shadow and that we needed to acknowledge and bring into consciousness and awareness, okay? So I don't believe that this was just any old, you know, lovely meeting up of Venus and the sun, which it can be. That's a very lovely aspect, especially when they're on their own someplace. Um, this is Venus, the sun, and Pluto. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to kid myself that it was something just Venus and the sun. No, Pluto's involved. And so what I felt happen, and you can compare this to your own life, um, was that it, the energy started to get revved up sometime on Friday and I felt Thursday night into Friday. So the exactitude was yesterday, but Thursday night into Friday morning when I was trying to sleep, I definitely felt that. And it, I you know, I did sleep, but I felt stirred up. I felt energies stirred up. I felt, you know, dreams very stirred up. I felt things like, um, you know, uh, stuff that came through my day sifting into my subconscious while I was asleep. That all got stirred up and I could pinpoint where it was coming from because of my conversations through the day, but it was all like this big stew that got really, you know, riled up, like was that was boiling. And I wasn't angry. I didn't feel like this is Venus. I wasn't angry. It wasn't Mars. Um, I wasn't angry. I was just, I felt like I went backwards. So an interesting dynamic here is that yeah Venus is going backwards and 
I felt that some, I felt better earlier in the week, a week ago, and I was gaining clarity. And then when we got to Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, which would equal Friday, Saturday, Sunday days, um, I felt like I was brought back into an old energy. And so if you felt like you were being brought back into an old energy, it is for the benefit of recognition of something that needs to come into conscious awareness. And if that is how you experienced it, then bravo, you're, you're onto something. And that's where you need to go. Because when you lay awake at night or maybe during the day in your meditation or something, you felt something profound happening, you got to go into that. And it's Pluto again, so it's not it's not just any old connection to the Sun and Venus. I'm going to say this a hundred times. Pluto brings this up. Pluto does not allow us to get by without doing some transformational work. And we have to come out of this whole Venus retrograde having transformed something. And like I said, you know, and I've been saying for weeks, something isn't going to be the same again. And I don't feel the same just in these last few days. So when I say that I haven't felt the same, then it's Pluto. That's it. It's Pluto. It's an outer planet. There's, there's this going forth into the darkness with the flashlight of the sun and trying to establish what was it that I needed to recognize. Now, if you felt also like you were moving backwards into some like, well, what is this old pattern? Why, why am I feeling like this? Why is this agitating me? Why am I getting triggered? Um, the trigger came from some part of the depths of your unconscious. And, you know, it, like I said, it stirred up my dreams Thursday night into Friday morning, thir Friday night to Saturday, Saturday into Sunday. I wasn't sleeping well and I was laying awake. But I came to some recognitions and realizations today after processing all of this for the last couple of days. Now, it has to do with Venus issues, love, people, relationships, things, forgiveness, and forgiveness, and also, um, you know, self-love and self-forgiveness. And one of the things that's so important when Venus goes retrograde is it's an internal experience and therefore it is a real experience of, um, you know, working with self and forgiving self and loving self. So how much do we love ourselves? How much love have we shown ourselves? How much rest did we have to take in to connect with a sense of self and, you know, taking care of oneself? Are we taking care of ourselves? Are we loving ourselves? Are we forgiving ourselves? It all sounds cliched, right? But it's not. It's, these things are so important. They're so important because if we don't do them, we just, like, then we feel either resentful in our day, in our week. If you didn't take time for yourself this past weekend, this, over this weekend, you know, then I suggest you need to like sit down on Monday, if you're hearing this on Monday, and take care of yourself. Take some time. Go for a walk. Go back to bed. Take a nap. Take a hot bath. Do something. Because if you're feeling like you're not um, well rested from these last few days, 
then you need to go back and get some rest. And like Friday morning, I woke up after Thursday night of an active dream state and I didn't want to get out of bed and I was very tired and I thought, you know, why am I so tired? I, I slept a full night. Why am I so tired? And it, you know, it went away. It dissipated as I got into my day, but I definitely took better care of myself. You know, I worked and stuff and that was all good and fine and I had energy for all of it, but I felt like it was important for me to be very aware of taking care of myself on Friday and then Saturday and then today. And that's fine. It's good. If we, if something's coming up in our consciousness, we have to make space for it to arrive. We have to make space for that to uh, sift through our consciousness. And if we're struggling like this, if we have an active dream state or we have a few days where we're just knocked out, then we need to recognize that not just that the body needs rest, but the mind has something to come forward. Okay. And, you know, I say this because when we're dealing with Pluto, we are dealing with deeper energies that were no, uh, not known to us in these last weeks and months and maybe something surfaced. I think things surface all the time. I think we are constantly shifting, changing, growing. And as they say in German New Medicine, conflict resolution, conflict resolution, and emotional conflict resolution, you know. And so I think these things are always surfacing for us and stuff is coming up always. And so we have to be, it's like you think, well, I was fine on Tuesday and Wednesday. Why is Saturday a problem? Well, because you've shifted in some way in consciousness since then. Okay. So this is one of the things that we have to be aware of as Venus and the sun, which are still close together. They're starting to move apart from each other, but they're, they're still giving us a message. If you did not recognize something has shifted, stand in the place where you are now and just close your eyes and think about where you've been in three weeks. Where were you three weeks ago? I can guarantee you that something has come forward in the last few days that wasn't there three weeks ago. And that in and of itself says that this Venus retrograde, it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And this is the middle. And so the beginning was one thing. The middle is something else right now. And it's giving you a message. And then there'll be the wrap up at the, you know, at the end of January. And then Venus comes back to Pluto in early March. So we're still going to go through a cycle in February where, you know, she's going to be with Mars and we'll get into that more. But She's going towards Pluto. She's retracing her steps. And so there's a lot of processing that's going to happen. Where are you right now versus where were you three weeks ago? And I can guarantee you three weeks from now when that Venus goes direct on the 29th of January, you're going to feel very different than you were at the beginning of the cycle and where you are right now in the middle. Something is not the same already look for that. If you are, if you're restless and you're still grappling with things, then you might not need, you might need to sit down and journal, take your time, work with yourself, get a little clarity on where you are because there's been some stirring up of the unconscious pot. The unconscious stew has been shifting around and and morphing. And so, you know, that pot got stirred in these last couple of days by the sun. Not, um, not an accident, not an accident. We all, we all have something that we're working with. Meanwhile, that's Venus. 
Mercury. Mercury is going retrograde, and Mercury is going retrograde on Friday, the 14th, and at 6.41 a.m. Eastern Time, which means that right now, Mercury is slow. Mercury is slow, slow, slow. Mercury is now slowing down because it's beginning its station. Um, it's not quite where it's going to be. It's, it's like eight and a half degrees right now, and then it'll still go to nine, and then it's going to be at nine Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, and then it's going to go to ten. It's in Aquarius. And it's going to stay at 10. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it turns around. Saturday, it'll still be at 10. Sunday, it goes back to 9 degrees. So it's going to be at 10 degrees where it, and this is an interesting dynamic, um, because Mercury is slow, slow, slow in a fast sign like Aquarius. And it's now <laughs> we're getting the second inner planet retrograde. And so... Mercury is going to get to this uh, 10 degree point and it won't quite go to Saturn because by the time Mercury gets to 10, Saturn will be 13. So that is not a conjunction. It's a conjunction, but it's not an exact conjunction. Mercury is not doing what Venus did. Venus came to Pluto, passed Pluto, came back over Pluto again. That is... Venus contacting Pluto and moving over Pluto. Mercury is not going to Saturn. It's gonna. It's a conjunction. So if you, like I always say, if you have a baby and the baby is born or you birth something right now and, you know, Mercury's at 10 and Saturn's at 13, well, yeah, that's a conjunction. But it's Mercury is stationing. And we call this a refrain. It, it's a refrenation. Mercury will not conjunct Saturn before it goes retrograde. And it's not going to conjunct Saturn for a while because it's going to go retrograde all the way back into Capricorn. And then it'll come back and it'll go through Aquarius until it gets to Saturn. It's going to be weeks, weeks and weeks before it gets to Saturn. But it's not feeling less like Saturnian energy. Mercury is refraining from conjuncting Saturn. Okay, now on the other hand, the other planet that's at 10 is Uranus. And Uranus is at 10 degrees of Taurus. And we know in our astrology that Aquarius is squaring Taurus. And Mercury is squaring Uranus. Now, this is an interesting thing because once, I mean, Mercury already as it's 8 and 9 degrees is squaring Taurus. Uh, and, you know, it's squaring Taurus because by sign, but it's squaring Uranus because Uranus is at 10 so, what does that mean? It means that Uranus and Mercury are definitely squaring each other, and they're both at 10 degrees, and that's very exact, except that they're minutes apart. And in that minute apart situation, Uranus is staying where it is because Uranus is stationing direct. <laughs> so much is going on. And Mercury is coming close to it. So this is very interesting. Mercury and Uranus are an interesting dynamic because Mercury is in Uranus's sign. And so when Mercury gets to 10 and turns around at 10, it's stationing and it's squaring Uranus, but it's not an exact square. So if I look in my ephemeris and I see all my aspects, it's not telling me that Mercury is squaring Uranus because it's not exact. It also is refraining from squaring Uranus by minutes. 
Does that mean we won't feel it? No, I think we're going to feel that one. I think that I think it's close enough to feel it. It is not the exactitude. It's a shade um, away. It's just a shade away from squaring Uranus exactly. But the nervous system is Mercury, and Uranus likes to shake up the nervous system. And I think if I'm if I'm expecting another sleepless few nights, then I'm probably right on target <laughs> because Mercury and Uranus are going to square each other, um, and Uranus is staying at 10. Uranus isn't moving. Uranus isn't like Saturn where it's it's several degrees ahead and it's not getting anywhere. Now, Mercury and Uranus together mean hmm, brilliant ideas, genius, um, a lot of energy, a lot of thoughts, a lot of, of grand plans, a lot of, wow, I should be doing this. Maybe I could do that. Maybe I can implement these three things into my new project or, or something. Mercury and Uranus are always stirring up ideas and coming up with genius, brilliance. Um, anything that is new and exciting and innovative and um, a little chaotic. So if your mind feels a little on edge these next days as we approach the Mercury retrograde and Mercury is stationing, while well, Uranus is stationing, they're both stopping at 10. So I think that there's a dynamic, there's a dance going on here, even though it's a shade before it gets to Uranus. It's just a few minutes. <laughs> like Uranus is like 1048 and Mercury is like 1018, something like that. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because we're going to see and pay attention to this. It's subtle. It's subtle because you'll say, why do I feel like this? It's not quite there. It's just not quite there, okay? It's like a drop behind, okay? But there's still enough exaggerated mercurial energy because Mercury's turning around, and it's turning around with the planet of high, high-mindedness, okay? So in astrology, we say that Uranus is a higher octave of Mercury, meaning that they resonate to one another anyway, and they are very much about, you know, the mind. There's the everyday mind of Mercury, and there's the higher mind of Uranus. There's the, there's the thoughts and um, things that are so far reaching with Uranus, like when you start processing, you know, big research or big ideas, when you're, when you're like doing science work, like if you're studying science or if you're a scientist or, or a mathematician, it's those kinds of thoughts that are abstract and research oriented and thinking like along those lines. Mercury Uranus is brilliant for doing analytical work. It's fantastic. If you have to do processing numbers and science and math equations and differential equations, you're, you're great. <laughs> this is great energy for that. However, it's a little rough on the nervous system because maybe we're struggling with trying to get things done and get the right answers and get the math right and get our numbers together. And maybe it's um, just about your life. Maybe it isn't about math. Maybe it's just about your life. Maybe it's, you know, you're trying to process something that's happening at a very deeply unconscious level and you're trying to grasp something into your conscious mind. And here we are again, Venus, Sun, Pluto, 
Mercury, Uranus. There's a lot of inner and outer planet exchange this week. And that, that brings us to a different place in our minds, in our hearts, in our beings. And it's not straightforward and simple. It's, and I find this is fascinating because Venus dance with Pluto. She'll dance with Pluto again. Mercury is going from Uranus, squaring Uranus. And when it turns direct, it's going to be near Pluto. It may not be all the way where Pluto is, but it's going to get near Pluto. And it's going to go direct near Pluto. So it's going from Uranus to Pluto. So there's a connection with all of this. And, and when Mercury moves and goes direct in early February, on the 3rd of February, it, it will be close to Pluto. And Venus will have danced with Pluto a couple of times. And they'll have, you know, Mercury and Venus can share stories. There's, there's something connected to the Venus retrograde because Pluto's not moving like 10 degrees ahead. Pluto's going to be very close to where it's been. So Mercury's going to connect with Pluto close to where Venus and Pluto met, almost exactly the same space. So there's something about Mercury that's relating to the Venus. So all of this is connected. It's not separate events. Everything's connected. And where the sun and Venus are now, Mercury's going to visit and say, you know, it won't go back that far, all the way back like this, but it's, um, it really is something where we get uh, some very profound thoughts and ideas getting stirred up. Now, what else is going on? Um, there's Mars our friendly Mars, our Mars that's in Sagittarius, likes being in Sagittarius, and on Tuesday we'll square Neptune. And the square to Neptune is a little bit fuzzy. Mars is usually very straightforward and direct in a fire sign like Sagittarius. When it gets in a complicated relationship, a challenge to Neptune, things get fuzzy. So Mars likes to say, okay, I'm in Sag, this is what I want. Okay, I have high ideals, big horizons, big ideas. This is what I want to do. And then Neptune comes in and says, and Mars says, oh, I don't know. Maybe that's not going to work out the way I thought it was. Or maybe I don't have the energy. Look, Mars and Neptune. Mars is in Sag. It's like, I want to go out and be an athlete. I want to go running. I want to start exercising. I want to do this. And then Neptune comes and says, I think I want to just go curl up with a book and you know, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> and that's, again, it's like, it's not a, a strong energy. It's a, it's a, it's a dulling down of Mars's edge because Neptune is so soft and in a water sign and it's a psychic oriented planet. Now it's great for doing psychic work. If you've got, you know, your meditations and all, Mars is, it's a challenge. Mars wants to get up and go, but doesn't have the gumption and the initiation because Neptune is softening the edge. The other thing is, be very careful with this energy because Mars and Neptune is insidious. And Neptune is generally insidious. But when Mars gets involved, there is action taken that comes in the back door. Now, some situations, that's the only way you can handle certain people. They're stubborn, they're unmovable, and you say, you know what, in order to get this work accomplished, maybe I need to kind of come in through the back door in a non-direct way that gives me um, leverage so that I can get my point across 
get the work done and not feel like I'm being shut down because Neptune is going to ask you to do something that's indirect, okay? Mars and Sag wants direction, wants to be direct. Neptune doesn't. So it may be that you want a raise, for example. Go to your boss and say, I'd like a raise. Or I think I should be the one who gets that promotion. I want to work in that department. Something like that. Now, normally, under normal circumstances, you might go straight into your boss's office, say, I'd like a meeting with you, and sit down and talk to them about this. But maybe your boss is needs to be convinced, or maybe your boss is a little stubborn, or something fuzzy. And so you have to find a gentler softer way of coming around the bend and getting the point across. You know, it's been a long time. I've been here 10 years. I, it's, you know, I think it's time to uh, move forward in, in my work and take on some new roles, whatever it takes. That's just a metaphorical example. Um, I, anyone, I would tell you, anyone you're dealing with, be soft, be gentle, do not be demanding, be clear, but but soft, and come in in a way that's, you know, gentler and not so direct. It's going to work out better. Um, it's going to be much easier for you and whoever else you're dealing with if you come in in a way. Now, that's to say, if you are on the recipient end of that, be careful you're not being manipulated because people who don't listen to this podcast and don't get this information, <laughs> um, who aren't listening to astrology and not doing things in the highest good of all of humanity may come in and try to manipulate you. Mars, Neptune can also be a thief or a con artist. And that's the dark side of Mars and Neptune. There's always the light and there's always the dark. The light is, hmm, I need to use a little more strategy and navigation to have the um, get my thoughts heard. Okay, the darker side is you're dealing with someone who's not honest. Okay, so just be aware of that. Somebody's motives may not be clear. Okay, and just just be aware of that. In the meantime, what else is going on? Um, as I had mentioned, the Sun and Pluto get together next Sunday. Um, that's their exactitude. Mercury's retrograde on Friday, uh, slowing down up to that. But here we are right now where... Um, the moon is in Aries, and it goes, um, it squares Pluto at 1223 a.m., and that's when it goes void, and that's Eastern time. It will be void until 947 a.m. when it enters Taurus, and then it will enter Taurus and stay there until it goes void on Wednesday the 12th, and... It makes a very nice trying to Pluto and Capricorn. Then it goes void. Then it goes at um, 2.39 p.m. on Wednesday. And it's going to be void till 10.08 at night when it goes into Gemini. So half of Wednesday, if you need something really urgently done, get it done before 2.30 in the afternoon, Eastern timers, okay? Um, if you're on the Pacific Coast, it's 11.39 a.m. And so... Because the rest of the day, just like do the laundry, <laughs> balance your checkbook. Then we get into Gemini where it is for a couple of days and then it goes void at 9.22 p.m. Friday night. But at that point, we're in the weekend and we don't care about like big 
you know, work matters or accomplishments. Um, and then it uh, goes void in, and that's in Gemini, and it doesn't go into Cancer till 11.11 a.m. on Saturday the 15th. So, you know, you have a nice Saturday morning. It'll go into Cancer, and they'll be in Cancer the rest of the weekend, and then we're back here next Sunday night. So there you go. Um, two planets changing direction, some uh, insidious energy from Mars and Neptune. We've got this intensity from Venus, Pluto, and the Sun. Do some emotional homework and connect to what happened in these last few days. What did you need to sift through that came forward for you? And it, you had a recognition, I'm sure of it, and it had something to do with your relationships, yourself, um, your self-love, your self-value, um, what you are valuing, and you know, how you value yourself in situations and in relationships and, you know, how you empower yourself through that and how you take care of yourself. So remember, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't get any, you can't take care of anybody else and you can't um, help the people you need to help and be in your work and do all the, the right things. So rest is important. Self-care is important. Self-knowledge is important, especially in a moment like this. Sit with yourself and figure out what it was that you, that sifted forth for you and how that's feeling and what it represents to you. Okay. And that's it for the week. And I thank you for listening. I did a prediction event today with my friend, Lori Morrison. If you are not on my mailing list and you would like a copy of the document and the video, contact me info at the golden astrologer.com or, um, through Instagram. That's the golden astrologer. You can, uh, direct message me there. Um, you can also message me at deb at debmcbride.com and the podcast is every Sunday. My Instagram, I work on regularly and please, uh, you know, check it out. And if you haven't had any opportunity to get the, the document or the video, let me know and I will send it to you if you're not on my mailing list and do join my mailing, mailing list because lots of events happen on a regular basis. Thank you so much for listening. May you have a beautiful week. Hang in there during that Mercury retrograde and I will see you next Sunday. Thank you and gratitude to all.